recap edition of the Bottom Line Bombs on Sports Game Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag those tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase. up to save $20. Download the Game Time app. Use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog, pick them in college on the NFL. Went up to 20 times in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away 100K. Use promo code SGP at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to $500. And now, with that, comes this thing that I do. Welcome to the Bottom Line, Bobs. I am your host, CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. Yes, welcome to the Bottom Line, Bobs. We already got people in the comments coming in. Lane Elliott says he's ready to get these bombs dropped on you. Goddamn right you are. Um, it is Monday, October 2nd, Charlie Sullivan Day, Red Cup Day. I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but thank you. Yep, we got Monday Night Football tonight. I'll give you some I'll give you some of those bombs real quick in the opening segment for the live listeners so that you can rush off and open up a new window. Go to the window. Go to the incognito window. Play some Monday Night Football bombs. But then also, re- and I'll recap what happened during the... Uh, over the weekend, I was in Chicago. Good times. Any NFL bombs or contest bombs are still struggling. We know we have one tonight. Uh, Chicago was great. Did shows out there. Some fans even came through. Came through from North Carolina and Nashville. It was amazing. Uh, old Chicago comedy scene. I'm talking about it. We did a panel thing about a book. My buddy Mike Bryan said I wrote a book called The Perfect Amount of Wrong. You can check that out on Amazon about the Chicago comedy scene in the early 2000s. It produced a lot of big names. Anyway, um, and the man in the box is not one of them. But I was on a panel talking about it, so that was fun. <laughs> but the shows were great. Um, and we got we got JC from KC coming in here. What's up? C. Generous. That's right, C. Generous. Get ready to bomb. Um, that is amazing. We got a lot of lot of already comments coming in there. When people want a white angle sports release, I know we gave out plenty of those. I don't know if we have any for tonight. What do we got? Seattle and New York. It's t- you can't you can't force the white angle sports release. We gave out some for last weekend on the prop show. If you, if you listen to me on this is part of the C block that I do with college cold. Picks Dundee on the college show. But I was on the main show doing the props. I gave out plenty of white angle sports releases with the uh with the music. Puka came in, even though Puka's not white. Um, but you know what I mean. This is the music you're talking about, Lane. Who also said good pick on the Redskins this week. I'll get I'll get to the bomb picks. Thank you. And you you, you just dead named them with the Redskins. They're of course the Commanders. Although I always said the Redskins name, yeah, it's offensive, but it's only offensive because you use that mascot of the Indian name. If you would if you just use my head, my Irish fucking head, then you'd be fine. But 
So called the Redskins, but it's not. Anyway, uh, great weekend in Chicago. But now, let's get to Monday. I'll, I'll get to Chicago a little later when I talk about the when I talk about the fucking Bears game. But we got to talk about the Monday night game first because time is of an essence. So this is for the live listeners. We have um, the Seattle Seahawks coming in to MetLife to play. The New York Giants. Ah, bust them Giants, baby. Huh? You bet your ass. That, of course, is the old Uncle Kevin <clears throat> with the Gents. This is a very New York game. Uncle Kevin Sullivan, part of the Bully Boys. Uh, his older brother was my dad. <laughs> Charlie Sullivan. It's his birthday today, October 2nd. He passed years ago, but uh, I think that's... He's called the Gents, like the New York Post, J-I-N-T-S, the Gents. Um, so it's Red Cup Day. We call it Red Cup Day because my dad, before a Red Solo Cup became a thing with frat boys and Toby Keith or whoever the fuck it was, uh, he would pack his own Red Cups and his own whiskey on business trips, any trips. Because he knew he'd have it for the hotel. You know, you get a hotel, you pour it out while you're getting ready. He could be going down to an open bar ceremony, but he had to have his Red Cup and his own whiskey you pack. Can't do that anymore. Not after nine eleven. Anyway, you know, just for the for the elevator ride. What do you? What? How else are you going to take the elevator down to an open bar if you don't? If you don't? If you don't go out of your way to pack your own red cups and whiskey. So it is Charlie Sullivan Day. Um, he's been. He's been uh, it was years ago when he died, but he used to be on an old show, Visitors Locker Room, my old show, and I, he would call and I'd have him call in. His, he would love it. I had him calling as my horse handicap guy. And he'd break down a Kentucky Derby like act for like 10 minutes. Broke down exactly how the race was going to go down. Everyone would go freak out. And go, this is the best. And then he'd call me after the show and go, okay, this is who we're really betting. You know, I'm not going to let those idiots know. But anyway, let's get back to his brother's team, Kevin. That bastard Uncle Kevin and his New York I bought them Giants, baby. Huh? You bet your ass. Now that line's on the move tonight. Seattle minus two and a half over under 47. Uh, everyone's on Seattle as far as public-wise and ticket-wise. Uh, I gave out Seattle on Thursday as a contest pick, as a pick em. Now it's a two and a half. We got a little middle area to do. So I will stick with the uh, Seattle play. I though I kind of like the Giants tonight. But yep, Uncle, that's Uncle, that's Uncle Todd Moore says, Uncle Kevin, it's his night tonight. Tell you what, his Giants are in a good schedule spot. They do have 10 days off. They haven't played since losing to San Francisco on Thursday night a while ago. They were a little more injured. Their old line got a little healthier. What's his face bounce back? They didn't. Uh, let me just take a look. I actually have notes on my paper and passion. <laughs> ben Bredson is back. Andrew Thomas and Saquon is out, so that doesn't help. They did not look good without Saquon. So I can see why everyone wants to play Seattle. Everyone's on Seattle. I'm going to stay away from it. I kind of like the job. I gave out Seattle's contest pick, so we got to stick with it. I can't go against it, so I'm hoping Seattle win. I would like Seattle to win the game by one and the Giants cover two and a half, to be honest with you. Cause I, I if he had gun to my head, I kind of like the Giants, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to uh, turn around. We're not going to even touch that side. Cause there's a couple, a uh, couple props that I like. 
One, you got Danny Dimes in prime time, who's been a disaster. He has even money to throw an interception. Bomb that. Daniel Jones will love to throw a fucking interception. Geno Smith would love to throw an interception. Plus 125. You can bomb that. What I like to do is I like to parlay when you got two bad quarterbacks to throw an interception. That's a plus 375. So that's what I'm giving out. But my favorite prop is Darren Waller to go over 47 and a half yards. Mr. Recovery, NAA recovery himself. Um, he's yet to really go off, but I think for Seattle's secondary is really bad. Um, it is a shady line for sure. Lane Elliott says it's a shady line. And you're playing. Feels like Seattle should be a bigger favorite. Makes me lean to Giants. I mean, no, I I, I agree. I kind of like the kind of like the Giants too. And I was just going to get to this, uh, Todd Morris. You're right. Pete Carroll in New York. He's going to have 9/11 stuff on his mind. His favorite conspiracy theory. I think they should do a segment with him walking around with Fireman Ed on Ground Zero and Pete Carroll telling him that this was all a sham. None of his friends actually died. Or the inside jab. See right here, as you can see, uh, you know, jet engine can't jet fuel can't melt steel. Doesn't get hot enough here. And also, um, if you have the Super Bowl on the line with the ball on the two yard line, you should throw it instead of giving it to Marshawn Lynch. Two uh, good conspiracy theories at Pete Carroll. How does Pete Carroll hang around this fucking long? But they're good, and I got Geno Smith coming back. Geno Smith's my favorite. The guy who wins comeback player of the year six different times in the same season. So he's not, he's used to throwing interceptions in New York. He'll love it, baby. He'll love it up here. And this is the after party party. You have, you had the Taylor Swift party last night with Kansas City. And now we have, you know, we have two parties in the same weekend. Like, okay, then we got to go to our party. Like, uh, I don't really feel like going to this party. So it's going to be kind of that grimy thing. But the last part, last night kind of was anticlimactic. So I do kind of like the Giants, even though he gave out Seattle's contest. But Darren Waller, we're gonna run the we're gonna run the ladder with Darren Waller too. Five receptions is plus money over forty seven half yards. Run that ladder up to up to hundred yards. You can get him at fifteen to one. So let's bomb that Darren Waller. So both quarterbacks throw an interception. Darren Waller forty seven half for the three straight plays. Um, and we give out as we have, like I said. Everyone is on Seattle. You're right. It's a very fishy line. It's going up. If that gets to three, I would definitely recommend playing the. I bought them Giants, baby. Huh? You bet your ass. All right. That's enough. That's enough of Uncle Kevin. That's enough of you. I can already hear him calling, leaving messages on the machine when those gents rally to get their second win of the year. That is a thing with the Giants. I mean, their fucking first win was. They had to come back for Arizona. But it looks good. Arizona looks, Arizona looks tougher. So, anyway. Anyway, we got a great show for you today on the bottom line. Bob, we're going to break down all the NFL recaps into picks that went in there. Uh, maybe we'll get into baseball if we have enough time. And a man in the box segment on Charlie Sullivan, Red Cup Day, October 2nd. Um, but first, let me tell you about. Game time. Uh, game time is a new ticket app where it's much better going to stadium, personal experience. I'm, I'm reading Ron Burgundy stuff. Um, yeah, getting tickets is always stressful. 
So game time is a place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time is deals for tickets on the right up day of the event. You get the flash deals. You don't have to go through all the stuff. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. So get the images of your seat beforehand. So you don't, you know exactly. You're not just going to sit behind a pole. Before you watch this awful Giants game, the old Jose, can you see? Um, use code SGPN for $20 off. That's code SGPN for $20 off. Um, what did I want to say about game time? App. Yeah, we had tickets, you know. Let's say if you wanted to go to uh, the CD Sullivan Comedy Show out in Chicago over the weekend, you can use the game time app for that instead of trying to rustle around beforehand or get through uh, shady avenues. Cause I do have shady third party sellers of my tickets for the man in the box. They give you a man in a rumbus man in a refrigerator box. Not the same. I don't know what I'm talking about. You can tell why these tickets are very cheap online, but game time tickets. That'll be different. A lot of game time tickets. A lot of people travel. I saw CJ Stroud complaining about uh, the Steelers fans being in Houston. He's like, well, I'm glad we sent them home with a loss. They travel. They, people, that's such a myth number. Steeler fans love to travel. They travel so well. Steeler fans don't travel. Steeler fans moved out of Pittsburgh and they just live in your city. Because Pittsburgh was awful back then. Pittsburgh's getting better now, but. Yeah, Pittsburgh, they travel. No, they're not. They'll travel to Vegas, right? Okay, last week they traveled to Vegas. That's different. Everyone travels to Vegas. But they're not making a vacation to Houston to go play, see, watch them play the Texans. Anyway. But if they were, they should use the Game Time app and code SGP for $20. See how I did that? That's what I was, that's what I was trying to do. Anyway, let's get to the bombs uh, recap. So we didn't do too well. We did hit Washington. We'll get to that in a second. Um, we lost. Uh, so we have Seattle pending. So we went one and three, I believe. Cause we had Cleveland <clears throat> minus two and a half. Th this is the one I'm mo most upset about. They got buried 23. They didn't have a chance. Why didn't they have a chance? Because I don't know. Their fucking star starting quarterback didn't play and they didn't tell anybody about it. They didn't even mention it. He barely comes up with the injury report on Friday. Questionable. Ah, he's questionable. No big deal. Next, you know, he's not playing. What? what the hell are you talking about? He's not playing. Yeah, we're going to throw Dorian Thomas Robinson in there. He was fun during the preseason. All the fans got a, really got a good kick out of him. Yeah, but that was the preseason. He's not ready for the NFL. Well, no, but, you know. Watson said he's, no, he's a no-go. And then it comes out today that he was healthy. Stefanski, because he's got a lot of shit for this. Said, oh, he was cleared to play. I don't know what happened. I didn't, I didn't call. Do you do you not have his number? Do you not have your quarterback? Do you know how to get a hold of your quarterback? Hey, buddy, you gonna play this week? Because we could use you to in order to beat Baltimore. Uh, if you don't play, we have no chance because this is the NFL. I don't care how good your defense is. If you don't have a quarterback, a functional quarterback, you're not even gonna be competitive. And people are like, well. I don't know if Watson would have been any different. How do you mean it would have been any different? They would have lost 28 to fucking three. The whole game would have been different. But that was a loss. What are you going to do? What are you, and I'll tell you what they should do is get rid of... Cleveland Brown needs to be suspended. There are millions of dollars on the damn line. And I'm not talking about my picks. 
My bombs! I just woke up to the news. I mean, there was no talk. That was a thing. Now, there was no talks about it whatsoever. And starting today for Cleveland Browns, and sorry anyone who laid the points, Dorian Thomas Robinson. Now we got a problem. Now we got a problem. <laughs> Goddamn right we got a problem. We got an option quarterback out there against Baltimore. I should have stuck with my bit. And I know the picks with bits. I did it with Cleveland where I go, Cleveland fans get a good like week one. They kill Cincinnati. I'm like, and then the only analysis was Cleveland fans don't get back-to-back good things. And then they lost to Pittsburgh, and they lost Nick Chubb. Then they come back to beat Tennessee. So now just bad things happen to Cleveland. Sean Watson's hurt, and they get crushed by Baltimore. I should have stuck to that bit, but I just I couldn't. Ugh. Oh man, that that was just that's outrageous, Cleveland. And they think it's a joke. It's not a joke. Not when the bombs are involved. Getting very upset. Fucking fire Cleveland's Kevin Stefanski. Uh, the other one, let's see. We lost I had Denver minus three and a half for the contest line. Now it went off at three, so it pushed everywhere else. But I took him on the contest line because I liked the three and a half. I'm like, go ahead, taunt me. I love it. Denver's going to lay it. I know they just gave up 70 points. But this is the Bears. How bad could her defense be? Bad. So, so far, so bad that Justin Fields looked incredible. Until it became a game. And then he's like, oh, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm bad. I forgot. He had a game of his career, to say, which it wasn't, but he had a game of the season for sure. Four touchdowns. He's running around. And then he just launches the ball up in the air. I was doing shows in Chicago. I tell you what, things are ugly out there. They're stealing their equipment. There's pedophile coaches. I just mentioned DJ Moore in a joke and how he drops the ball, and they, they were like, yeah, no, too soon. It's too evil. I, we can't talk about it. Make fun of the Cubs or something, but not the Bears. Like, you could tell it hurt. It really hurts out there. They are a mess. Up 28 to 7. And they lose in regulation. They didn't even lose in overtime. They lost in regulation. They had to come back from that. And Fields throws a pick because, of course, he does. But Chicago was popping in general, for sure. It's a combo. It's a weird air. It's a weird time in Chicago right now. This is right before winter comes, so it's a con where everyone's having fun. Everyone's getting drunk. Everyone's wearing their skimpy clothes. They're putting everything out there. But they know. They know winter's coming. It's like Game of Thrones. So that's why they don't even want to think right now about the Bears being bad and the Cubs choking and the White Sox being a nightmare. They're like, just let us have this one, this couple weeks of peace where it's enjoyable, where we can get fucked up and throw up in peace, please. Because then soon everything's going to be bad. But they're going to have the one and two pick, so that's great. <laughs> uh, anyway, what else happened in Chicago? Chicago, I didn't. I didn't eat too crazy. I had a one late night. You can't help yourself in Chicago because it's just like I said, the whole the whole place is it's an alcoholic city. It's amazing. Everyone's having fun there. They're just hooting and hollering. I was walking back from the people are like, oh, be careful out there in Chicago. I, I walked back from the comedy club to uh, where I was staying, way up north. I'm like, I want to get some steps in. It was about an hour walk. Be careful, don't get stabbed. I was fine. 
with any criminal element coming up on me. That, that, that didn't scare me at all. But people out screaming fucking drunks in their cars, that's what scared me. People having fun scared me. They're blaring music, yelling out of things. Jesus Christ, they're fucking firing burritos at each other. <laughs> Criminals, go ahead and mug me. They're, they're At least they're polite. I can, I can handle that. Stab me. I don't care. But Jesus, four women screaming out of a Kia? Get me out of here. Anyway, um, let's get to the win that I had, right? Come on. Like you said, Washington Commanders. Why? Because we... We broke it down. Well, I knew it was a bad spot. I feel it was a classic letdown spot for Philly. They were coming off a short week, off a Thursday before that, different temperatures, like hot in Tampa, miserable storm in New England, short week, Thursday, whatever. And Washington always plays Philly and Philly well. And Philly was lucky to win that game outright in overtime. But the only reason why I did win the game outright is because of the man, Ron Rivera. I'm the guy that pulled out the sheets of paper that looked at the analytics that watched the tape in the freaking when we were at Indianapolis Indianapolis Ron Rivera is insane I'm not insane but it's just like there's the whole coaching staff is from the 80s Jack Del Rio the enemy the enemy's offense they, it looks good uh, which makes me think like what kind of sociopath is he during job interviews they're like ah it's racist well there's other black coaches there's something with the enemy he must just start screaming as soon as he gets in there. <laughs> anyway, uh, Washington was down seven because Jalen Hurts and the Eagles fell for the trick. All they do is run the clock down, kick a field goal, and win the game. Like, yeah, let's go for a touchdown. Give Washington a chance to while we're at it. They did. Hurts hits A.J. Brown, touchdown. But Washington had to also, they called 15-yard uns unsportsmanlike on A.J. Brown for talking shit. Is there a, a more scared old white man, ridiculous call than unsportsmanlike when they start taunting each other? Fuck off. But it's a point of emphasis. The billionaire owners don't like it. The billionaires don't like it when their property starts speaking out loud. Tell that boy from Mississippi to behave better after he's after he's triumphant at the end zone. Fuck off. Anyway, Washington goes back and ties it up. Why did they tie it up? Because they didn't go for two. Last play of the game, they score a touchdown with no time on the clock to pull within one. Everyone in the world, oh world. <laughs> Anyone at the sports corner bar in Wrigleyville thought they were going to go for two and try to win the game right there instead of go to overtime against a team that's better than you on the road. No, there's there's no way. I mean, everyone and he's named Riverboat Ron. They love that Riverboat Ron shit. He went for like two fourth downs his first year as a coach, and all of a sudden he's Riverboat Ron. Oh boys, he loved the gamble. He hasn't gambled since. He's been nothing but conservative. He's looking at the uh, sabermetric. I'm the guy that pulled out the sheets of paper that looked at the analytics that watched the tape in the freaking when we were at Indianapolis. Yes, Lane Elliott does about taunting. It is. It's a point of emphasis because. Of the owners, it's these fucking fat cap billionaire owners, are, and they they look at their 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 property. I'll go ahead and say slaves. They don't like when they bark at. I don't like when they talk to each other like that. Keep them down, ref. Find them. Make it a point of emphasis. Um, yeah, rocking chair, Ron is right. 
but what's amazing is, so they asked him after the game, obviously. So they, they kicked the ball extra, overtime. They lose in overtime. Why didn't you go for two, Ron? Ron, uh, Ron, um, <laughs> Ron, Mike Kaczynski here of uh, the D.C. Uh, Washington Journal. Why the fuck didn't you go for two? This is what he says. He says he had a, he had a too tired of a team. His offense was too tired from driving the ball like 60 yards, wherever the hell it was. Too tired to run a two-point play? But they're not tired enough to run to play a complete game in overtime. What are you talking about? Oh, I had a tired offense out there. So I mean, they would have had to line up again from two yards out. What? So you would rather them play for another half an hour, a full game, than one. Two-point conversion. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a little exhausting. I looked in her eyes. I said, you guys are, you know, you guys are just, you guys are just spent, aren't you? <laughs> tell you what, why don't you take a little break, take the helmet off, then go back out there 30 seconds later and play a full football game. Would you like that? Ridiculous. Robot run. But they covered. Went off at nine and a half. We gave them out a plus eight. We got the worst of the number. It'll close along value, but. We were in on that, so we'll take it. Washington Commanders was our sole, sole, sole win. Um, I talked about the uh, Houston. I already talked about. It. I didn't give out Pittsburgh, but I did like Pittsburgh. I bet them individually, and the fans that travel now. Now I got to hear about their their plane problems. Last week their plane problems. They came back from Vegas. They had to land in Kansas City and stay there for a while. Then now the new one is oh their 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 private jet had to wait two hours for mechanical problems in Houston Airport. It never ends. Get the f- oh wow must have been awful. Must have been awful, Steeler players, to sit on your private jet for two hours for mechanical. That's every day of regular travel. That was an actual story to try to make us feel bad. I flew southwest yesterday, Pittsburgh, okay? I got in at 3 a.m. I left at 5 p.m. Connecting in Denver to Burbank. They're sitting there. They're making They can say whatever they want. You guys have a private plane. They're like, all right, get off this plane. Something's wrong with it. What's wrong with that? I don't know. We don't care. Our pilots are drunk. Southwest can say whatever the fuck they want to say. And they do. People were getting irate last night. They're like, what's wrong with the plane? They were screaming, what's wrong with the plane? What's wrong with it? Like, they're going to know what's wrong with it. Like, what? <laughs> what, what do you, I, don't, I love when people want to know what's wrong with it. What do you care, Janet? Are you going to fix it? Did you plan on fixing the plane? Are you an aviation mechanic? I doubt it. You're on a Southwest flight with me, and you can't even get up in time for A boarding. All right? You're C-27. You ain't fixing shit. <laughs> What's wrong with the plane? What could they, what could they even tell you that you would be like, all right, that makes sense. Like, what, what terms would you understand? Or terminology? Okay, they got one wing. One wing. Yep. All right, everybody. It's it, it it checks out. Apparently, the plane has one wing, and you can't fly with one wing because it'll just go in circles. That's according to my calculations. Yeah, you need both wings to go straight. One wing, it just goes in circles. So we will we'll never get out of here. We'll stay in Denver the whole time. 
All right. Okay, Southwest, we'll move on to another flight. Anyway, thoughts and prayers to the Pittsburgh Steelers who had to wait two hours in their private charter jet before leaving Houston after losing 30 to 6. With all the fans that traveled out there with them, a bunch of Yinzers. You can go to Eaton Park at night, get a little late night snack. Anyway, when we be back, I will talk about uh, a couple of the other bombs. Those were, uh, of course, we'll talk about the Taylor Swift or in Jacksonville. And then maybe get some baseball. And then, of course, a man in the box. Um, what is it? Underdog fantasy. That's what I needed to talk to you about because they play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You can win up to 20 times in your Monday game in a single game from now until October 4th, 10 4, two days from now, my birthday. Underdog is matching 100% first deposits up to $500. $100,000 Sunday continues underdog fantasy. Total of 2 million prizes all season long. 100K prizes this week, 10K and 10 people. New sweepstakes every week in NFL season. Toss, toss out an underdog fantasy play that I like? Sure, Ad Reed, I will. Uh, Darren Waller, alt total over sixty five yards is plus one eighty. I like I like Darren Waller to have a big night tonight. So sign up, use promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit to five hundred dollars. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN, and that should do it for today. Thank you, everyone who is watching on YouTube right now. Um, Make sure you hit the like button, that thumbs up. I don't care if you actually do like this show. Hell, I don't like the show, but just lie to me and say you do. Hit the thumb and then hit that goddamn thumb. Hit that goddamn thumb. Um. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm just looking at this soundboard here. Um, Robo Ron, Recliner Ron. A lot of fun, Ron. Ron, Recliner Ron. Erica Costa popping in. To so you can learn how to fix anything on YouTube these days. I know I was thinking about that. What what a slap in the face YouTube has become to professionals in their field of expertise. We we completely dismiss any experts. Yeah, I just learned on YouTube. What would you go to school for that? Nah, I saw a video. Doesn't seem too hard. What? What do you? What are you a plumber? Yeah, no, I read. I. I, <laughs> I saw YouTube. I know how to do this easy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take all the wiring out. Hey, I don't need an electrician's license, not at all. Why would I need that? There's YouTube. Now I know you you dedicated your entire vocation vocation to this. Look at your calling. But uh, yeah, I just gotta skip a few ads, and this guy uh, tells me to do it myself. DIYs. They are helpful. Anyway, let's get back to the bombs. Uh, we also lost Kansas City. Minus nine and a half. That hurt. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. They won by three. Patrick Mahomes is running towards the end zone. He's gonna they're gonna win by ten and cover, and everything's gonna be right in the world. He fucking slid at the one. Uh, cause he did the smart play. Way to way to do the goddamn smart play. Um hold on, I think I have the hashtag. Where'd it go? Where'd uh, Showtime Mahomes button go? Oh, here it is. Showtime Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, Showtime. Why don't you score and cover? Why don't you be a little more like James Franklin with Penn State? That asshole covers no matter what. He doesn't care who, who's, whose face he's rubbing it in. He, he knows who the boosters are betting on. 
But Mahomes did the smart play, so you can't get mad at him. That's the worst when you can't get mad at him. Because that was the win. That's how you that's how you manage game time. They got another bullshit call, another defensive holding, just like the Super Bowl. That Taylor Swift coverage, though. Let's get into that Taylor Swift coverage. I mean, my God. NBC could not wait for that game. Obviously, Taylor Swift was there, brought the New York celebrities. Mahomes got a little scared, I think, to be honest with you. He threw some interceptions. He didn't look great. Maybe it was the Jets' defense, but... Showtime, Mahomes! But he threw some picks. Of course, they won. They were up 17-0, and then Zach Wilson actually played like, an, like a normal NFL quarterback, and people started thought he was a god again. Look at this! A career game! Because he just threw average NFL passes. Good for, good for you, Zach. I root for Zach Wilson, but, you know. Anyway, NBC with the fucking Taylor Swift show. It, it, you know, people are like, oh, the Taylor Swift, the Swift fans are coming to the NFL. That's embarrassing. The Swifties don't know anything about football. That's not embarrassing. What's, it's, what's embarrassing is the football fans co-town to Taylor Swift. Or, I mean, not fifth, like the announcers. Like Tariko, hello, Swifties, you got us all night. And then saying, you're going to have to, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to dust that off, you know, that pass. And it's It's creepy. It's embarrassing. I know Taylor Swift's 33, but you're talk but we all when we mention Taylor Swift, you think we're talking to like little, you know, 10 year old girls and shit. That's what all of her fans are. But listening to, you know, Chris Collinsworth and Emmy, and it's all they're they're showing her celebrating. They showed her celebrating Pacheco's 50 yard touchdown, but we don't need to see this shit. My God, because she has a fucking week long relationship with Travis Kelsey. And I'm not even hating on Taylor Swift. I'm not hating on Taylor Swift. Make sure I'm on the record for that. I'm not hating on Taylor Swift. Get it, get that out there. If there any, that'd be good. If Swifties were listening to the bottom line bombs, welcome. I say welcome. I welcome 12 year old girls and I'll get, I'll tell you what parlays you should hit. Anyway. Um, it's just, it's just hilarious watching them. Obviously they're obviously Googling. Taylor Swift song titles before the broadcast and they're just crowbarring them into the, you know, and they think that's hilarious. They think nothing's more clever. It's so, it's so funny when someone obviously just learned something and that it's not about their life. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, Tay Tay, Chad Briggs. Welcome. Chad, I'm not lying. There's one time they were in the huddle, just showing the huddle. Then they spliced in Tay Tay cutting in there. Cause it was like a force. Like, I don't know if she has her own satellite that overrides the NBC cameras. She, they, they just gotta have their own feed, have their own Tay Tay feed. I like that. Tay Tay TV. It'd be better than the Jacksonville toy story feed. That's for sure. I'll get to that one too. Actually, that was kind of fun. Um, but the Taylor Swift shit, Oh man, it's fun. My dad. Speaking of my, my dad, it's Charlie Sullivan Day. I'll sprinkle in Charlie Sullivan stories today. As is, it would have been his birthday today. Um, he was the king of like he he wouldn't know anything about pop culture, and he would read a New York Times article or something on it and relay that word for word, whatever they're in the news. One time when Jerry when uh, the Jerry Garcia died. Uh, me and my buddy were watching, like it was on, you know, all comes on TV, some live concert, or whatever we're watching. And he just comes in 
comes in the room at the work. Hey, Phils. All right. Jerry Garcia, huh? Yep, yep, yep. What's the, what's the quote of the day? What's the quote of the day? What a, what a weird journey we've occurred on. Like, what a long, strange trip it's been. Yep, yep, yep. What a long, strange trip it's been. That's right. And he obviously only read the obituary, like in the New York Times about him. It's like, yep, good man, good man. Big, big fan base. Big fan base. He's, a lot of people, you know, they, they, they would follow him. Did you know that? They'd follow him. The only thing is they, they uh, you know, there's a big drug culture around them, though. Big drug. We're gonna get out of my buddy would die laughing. Get out of town. What? The Grateful Dead had drugs influence around them? Yeah. No, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, I was the underbelly of them. That was kind of uh, what made them attractive. Anyway, he <laughs> uh yes. I think I did hit. Lane Elliott said the Kelsey D Swift parlay yesterday. I don't know. Did Kelsey score? I don't even know. I was on the plane when this happened, getting spotty Wi-Fi from Southwest. But I, you don't hear articles about me in the Steelers' private jet. Steelers get private jet articles if they have to, if they have to wait half an hour. And I came and watched the. I watched a little bit of the game on the Southwest, but thank God I didn't. I mean, my that fucking coverage of of Tay Tay. It's just so funny how clever they think they're being. Anyway, let's move on. What else happened? The Jacksonville Atlanta game. First of all, in London. Desmond Ritter, he he's he is not good. <laughs> People, <laughs> Zach Wilson gets all the gets all the hype for being bad, being bad, and you know, of course, bad. Mac Jones is awful. How about speaking of speaking of which, I didn't even talk about the, Rodney Harrison. Just called him trash. Called Zach Jones trash. Zach Wilson trash. Zach Jones. Zach Wilson. Not even how you know, he plays like trash. He is trash. He's a piece of trash. Fuck you, Rodney Harrison. He doesn't say anything about Mac Jones because he's a patriot. Cheap shot artist. Anyway, um, but Desmond Ritter. Oh my, he's got he's got to be worse than all these guys except for Bryce Young. So they played in London. Ugh, could London. Could, oh, I love giving London these terrible games. Well, we just we just know London. You guys hate sports at score, right? Is that your whole thing with soccer? Sorry, we'll th- give you Atlanta. They don't they don't score at all. Jacksonville barely as well, but. The real story of this was the uh, Toy Story story. You had the option to watch an animated version of it. And that was actually the only way Desmond Ritter looked good if you made him a Toy Story cartoon. It was fine. Whatever. It was weird if you're hungover. What I hate about it is like Nickelodeon does games and it's received very well. They have kids and adult announcers like Iron Eagle's son. Whatever, doing a game and like the guy scores and all they get slimed. The slime zone comes in there and it's fun. You know, kids watch whatever, and it, it actually shows that football in general shouldn't be so serious. So it's a huge hit. They're going to do a Super Bowl coverage, Nickelodeon. So of course Disney and ESPN, they're not original in anything, but they're like, oh well, we, we got kids stuff. Let's copy that and do our own thing. So they did with Toy Story. That's okay. Whatever. But it's weird because they just animated everything, and they didn't have they didn't have kids announcing. They had sideline pepper pepper repoo or something, but they had like regular book McFarlane and the fucking regular announcers just animated, trying to talk like kids. They look like narks. Like what? Oh, and then they, and then they lost the pen, the gumshoe, and then they do then they do the penguin dance. What the fuck are you talking about? 
It was creepy. <laughs> no, they didn't rip it off. And like, oh no, kids! It, it was it was literally like the Buscemi, the Steve Buscemi uh, gif of like, hey kids, you got any drugs? Like that kind of thing. This fucking, we well, got the skateboard and a backward hat. But it was still better than watching Desmond Ritter. So I watched the animation thing for a little bit. And then I stopped watching it. But Jacksonville minus three covered. So that was good. Other than that, um, what else was there? Cincinnati. I didn't give that one out, too. That was another thing. So Deshaun Watson. Not on the injury. We were injured for the last second. Then they're like, okay, yeah, he's not playing. I don't know if that's important news for you guys. The Bengals didn't even lease Joe Burrow on the injury report. He's out there. He can't even fucking walk. It's amazing. <laughs> they, I, the, I, it's amazing what they're doing with Joe Burrow. They gave him $275 million and they keep making him tough out this calf injury and it makes it worse every week. All they do is rest him the entire time and he'd be fine now. That's what they said. And he needs rest. It's the only thing that works. And they played him last week, or he wanted to play last week, and I get it. He wants to play. And he's like, well, we can't go 0-3, so I got to go out there. We got to win because if you go 0-3, your season's over. We all seen the stats. Well, what's the difference if you go 1-2 and and then lose the next week and then you're 1-3? Then if you go 0-3, then win the next week and go 1-3. Who cares what order it's in? You have a chance to win if you're fucking healthy. Well, I don't have curse right there. I don't need to curse right there. Yeah, but okay, but it's different though, because you can't go zero and three, then one and three. You can go one and two, then one and three. You can do that because there's no studies on that. Okay, that makes sense, Joe Burrow. What are these quarterbacks doing? Then Derek Carr played. I thought he was gone for the year. Is that how bad James Winston is? All right, Derek Carr. We know you're not healthy. We know you can't even play this year, but is there any way we could get you out there? Uh, you don't even have to throw the ball. Not even well. Just hand it off. Maybe launch a couple overhead. Are you sure? I can't I can't throw the forward pass. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're not gonna win, but we'd rather do that and just lose respectable. We won't be in any of the highlights with Winston. You see what Winston's doing? He's licking his fingers. He's throwing things all over the place. Winston's just an embarrassment. I don't understand it. Can James Winston be this bad? I don't understand. Why won't they let him play? Carr obviously couldn't play yesterday for the Saints. Baker Mayfield's running him up. Baker Mayfield loves beating bad teams, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> so quarterbacks are doing a lot and, and uh, no, no, I don't know what you get into. There is a Chicago talk. So that being said, that's pretty much, that's pretty much everything that happened yesterday. Should we get into the box? What time are we looking at? 45 minutes. All right, let's get into the box. Oh my God. I did it again. Ah, I am so tilted already. I just realized I was in the I was in the box close up angle this entire time. If you're watching on YouTube live, which you are, and I appreciate it, thank you. Make sure you smash the like subscribe button. Uh, then I lo- then I like to lock it in for the box tight. So you're looking at me tight this entire time. I apologize. As you see that giant sticker back there for our man Kramer. 
Ah, but they're giants, baby. Huh? You bet your ass. Uh, real quick, I want to give ah, a shout out. Ah, Buck, All right. Uh, let me get into the box here real quick uh, before we break into uh, some Charlie Red Cup stories of Uncle Kevin or even Chicago. I don't even know. Uh, R.I.P. to Tim Wakefield. Baseball playoffs start tomorrow. I usually give out some nice series bonds. The wild card series got to be tough or tough. It's best of three. It's weird to bet the baseball playoffs are best of three. Um, I forgot to play the music. Baseball playoffs start. It's impossible to um, like determine a better baseball team in a best of three series because that anyone, no matter how bad you are, the Pirates, whatever, you've all that everyone's won two out of three or three out of anything. I think they said once, like, in order to determine the best baseball team, you have to do, like, a minimum best of 27. <laughs> like, this series, like, the mathematicians. But, of course, we can't do it. It's so funny. You imagine being a fan of one of these baseball teams, like Minnesota Twins every year, it seems like. Okay, you follow the Minnesota Twins all year. They get to the playoffs. 162 games. You know, fucking nine months out of the year. And then... <laughs> Their then their season's over on eleven o'clock a.m. on Wednesday. Like what? I was at work. What happened to the Twins? Oh, they lost. What? Really? It's over? Yep. They lost two games, so it's over. It happened in the morning. Oh, that was cool. I'm glad I spent my entire year watching them and caring. The Twins do that every year. I kind of like them this year, though. Because why not? They're fun. They have a lot of dipping dots. I went to the, went to a Twins game once last summer, and uh, it was a Sunday. So I was doing shows in Minnesota. I'm like, let's go to a Twins game. I got a buddy Dan Batani out there. Shout out Dan Batani. Uh, well, I'll tell him. I'll tell Charlie Sullivan, Frank Dan Batani, Frank Batani story actually after this. Um, and it was so weird. And the line for dipping dots was like fucking a hundred deep. I'm like, what's going on here? These Minnesotans are so nice. They love dipping dots. Very Midwest. Minnesota's a weird place. Because they're liberal, but they're also, you know, they're also Midwest. They're also, they're very polite. They think you're fucking with you, so they're so polite. A lot of passive-aggressive stuff. Oh, yeah, you gotta. You like how to have the, the, the Lucy burger, the Lucy Lou burger, whatever the fuck it is, with the cheese inside of it. Like, well, I like it? Like, oh, yeah, you'll like it. Trust me, look at you, you'll like it. Which I did, but fuck off. Let me taste it on my own. Anyway, um, so yeah, the baseball best of three series are weird. So I hope the Phillies get through. I have a nice future ticket on them and Phillies fan, but you know, they can lose two games in the middle of the day to the Marlins. Who fucking knows? It's ridiculous. Uh the Braves are a beast. They're only three to one in the world win the World Series. I mean, I guess I can give it out, but three to one, I hope not. We'll see. I want to fade the Astros, though. Whoever they get the winner of, uh, they've been bad. But we'll get to that at, afterwards. By the time, actually, we come to the Thursday show, half the teams will be out. If you can parlay series, I don't like the – I mean, the Brewers have a great pitching matchup, but Arizona – he did falter down the stretch. They're basically the same team. And they're getting like plus 180. The price is pretty outrageous. Philly should beat the Marlins. Brewers should beat Arizona, but who knows? 
Like I said, I don't fuck around with those three-game series. They're tough. I'll wait till the next round to get into some baseball. Tim Wakefield did die, the knuckleballer, RIP. Um, pretty young. I think it was 56. Did he have brain cancer or something? Uh, the story that came out of that, and Tim Wakefield, I've always liked, Red Sox, uh, knuckleballer, Pittsburgh, long-time career. What's funny about Tim Wakefield, I always compared Carson Wentz and Tim Wakefield, and that's, just, and that's not a dig at, Car- at Wakefield. And I still think the situation is Carson Wentz. Wakefield, Wakefield's he was great. So he's a knuckleball pitcher. He learned that later on and we got 50 miles a mile. Problem with the knuckleball pitcher, it looked cool. But when someone hit it off you, like if someone hit a home run off it, it it just looked bad. We were like, what the fuck? What is this novelty thing? It's like you're throwing it underhand or something. So you could give up a home run just like any other pitcher would give up a home run, but it looks worse when it's off a knuckleball. Cause you're like, Oh, well get him out of there. This guy's not even serious. But meanwhile, he could throw 30 consecutive innings cause his arm doesn't hurt. He was awesome. He had an amazing playoff run. Where he could, he, you could have pitched him every game in a playoffs. It didn't want to matter. But then Aaron Boone hits that home run off him. It's like, God damn it. A fucking knuckleball. Meanwhile, he threw like four shutout innings before that. And Carson Wentz is kind of the same thing for me. He's Carson Wentz still doesn't have a job because people just can't stand the look of his turnovers. They're not any more turnovers than anyone else. He doesn't have like outrageous numbers. Like, oh, he just turns it over. He doesn't turn it over all the time. But when he does turn it over, it looks bad. You're like, he like, he like, <laughs> he like throws it with his left hand right at the guy, right at a D tackle for a pick six. He like who knees it like he's juggling a soccer ball. So you're like, get him the fuck out of this city. Not even off the field. Get him out of the city. We can't even look at him. So that's what Tim Wakefield kind of was. But Tim Wakefield is a great pitcher. And he tragically died. Tra- tragic. He had cancer. What sucks is. Kurt Schilling has hijacked this entire story. So last week, Kurt Schilling on his podcast came out and um, told everyone that Wakefield had cancer and Wakefield and his family specifically told him not to tell people. Yeah. We wanted to have a private, you know, battle. And Schilling goes, well, I know it's not my place to do it, but I've seen the power of prayer work. So everybody, Kurt Wakefield's got cancer and so does his wife. She's never getting out. He's never getting out of it. She's hanging on by a thread too. And then everyone universally came out to say how horrible of a human being Kurt Schilling is. That was kind of funny out of it. That's actually not a bad way to go out for Tim Wakefield. Well, at least everyone hates Kurt Schilling now. I'm glad they're talking about him instead of me dying from cancer. Well, he'd bring the wife involved too, Kurt. Also, Kurt, how'd that prayer work? How 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 how'd your legion of bloody sock prayer groups work? He died like two days after you announced it. You piece of shit. People are like, I wrote him. I wrote, I knew Ty Cobb, and he wasn't half the fucking horrible human being Kurt Schilling was. Well, how'd you know Ty Cobb ain't Schilling? Ah, I just did. So way to go! I think God heard Schilling's prayers and immediately took Wakefield out. Not in a bad way, of course. I'm just saying, you know, God lent out a hand to Tim Wakefield and said, do you really want to hang out down in that world where Kurt Schilling is your buddy who's outing you and your wife and their, your diseases? Nah, you know what? You're right, God. I'm going to knuckle my way on up to heaven. 
Knuckle my way up to heaven. That's got to be a country song, right? Chad Briggs, you're a country. You're down there in Texas. You know what? You know what CJ Stroud's talking about when Houston fan, when these Steeler fans coming down into Houston. Houston Texans, I love them. Gotta love those Houston Texans. But no, Stroud, those aren't Steeler fans traveling to Houston. They live there. They're just assholes who live there. Steeler fans leave. I always love that. They travel well. Yeah, they travel well, and they never go back. They bring their stupid towels with them. Um. Anyway, what was the – oh, that was the <laughs> – like I said, today is October 2nd. Uh, speaking of dead, Tim Wakefield dead. My dad dead, but it would have been his birthday today. Still would have been his birthday. And I mentioned Dan Batani. His dad, Frank Batani, also dead. A lot of dead talk here. No, we don't like that, CJ. Why don't you talk about people that are alive? Because it's, it's um, sometimes it's fun to talk about dead people. Anyway, uh, my dad and Dan Batani's dad, Frank Batani, were, um, they're good friends. They're, uh, we were good friends and they were good friends. They're a golf buddy. They had a golf match, a couple one on one, where they'd play all summer long against each other. Uh, knuckle my <laughs> Chad Briggs says knuckle my way up to heaven was the B side of Jerry Reed's hit. When you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> um, so I was going to say, so they would also do a, uh, <laughs> Oh God, I can't get this thing off the, hold on. Now the computer's starting to freeze. Hold on. There we go. My dad would famously videotape Charlie Sullivan would famously videotape all of, all of our games. Like a good father. He would have the first game. He had like the first VCR cam like the first ca camera where you had like lugged the VCR with you, you know, like you strap like two parts, you're like a fucking Al Franken one man machine, you know. He recorded my sister's field hockey games, which were a nightmare. Uh shout out to Kaz. Um I didn't get high school field hockey, grade school field hockey, whatever, you know. Obstruction! I hear people yell obstruction. I still don't know what that means, but anyway. Um, so he'd also, he'd film the high school. He filmed my Pop Warner, and I played high school football, and Frank Batani would be the color man. They'd do announcing, you know? So they'd video the games, and they're also doing color. Okay, here we are! January, or September 14th, 1993, or 94, whatever the fuck it was. Cherry Hill West, South Jersey, parochial A, divisional matchup. And he'd video all the games. And Frank Patani would do color. They, the two of them, you know, the Muppet, like not the Muppet old men up in the balcony, but, you know, they, they'd have their cynical comments. And we found this out week one. We played Cherry Hill West in high school. Uh, we lost. Tough game, tough opener. But come Monday, now Monday during practice week for football is film day. That's film day. You lift weights, you run a little bit, and you watch film. But the important thing is you don't practice. You don't put on the pads. So it's kind of a day. It's kind of a good day. You know, anytime you're just lifting and running and not actually having to put pads on, it's great. Film sessions usually not fun. You get yelled at. 
especially when you lose. But, you know, it's a small price to pay for not, like I said, having to fucking go out there and practice and you get home at a decent hour because it's quicker. Uh, so there was rumor around day in school that day that uh, something got lost with the tape or the other coach didn't exchange a tape. Something happened with the coach's tape where there was going to be no film session and we might have to practice. So there was panic going all around. Bishop uses high. We were the Crusaders. So I was... Like I like to do, I like to I like to volunteer. I can I got the problem. I got, I can solve this problem. My dad tapes the games. What if uh, what if I get a hold of that tape? Can we use that? And they actually agreed. And then I was coming to hero. I'm gonna get the tape. I called my mom, Maureen. Shout out to her. It's also R.I.P. <laughs> and she brought the tape. She brought the tape from Cinnamon's and Cherry Hill to Bishop Houston on 38, and we got the tape. Like, Mom, it's an emergency. If you don't bring this game tape, we can't watch film, and then we have to practice, and then we're not home till late, and the whole fucking thing. She brought, she delivered the tape. It was amazing, like broadcast news running around. Here it is. We're like, yeah. And we celebrated, and we had the tape. Now we're in the film. Now we're in the basement in the film room. The audio video, the TV gets wheeled out. You know, it's one of those big fucking baby killer TVs, 35 inch that weighs a thousand pounds on a dolly, wheel dolly. And coach time, the offense coordinator rolls it in. We pop in the tape, the whole team's in there. And you hear my dad and Frank Batani doing the announcing. And I forgot they did announcing. Okay, here we are. Bishop Eustace High versus Cherry Hill West. Opening kickoff for the season. We can't wait. Opening kickoff. Cherry Hill almost returns it, almost returns it to the house. And he goes, okay, here is kickover in to the five, the ten. No, 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 no. Woo. Thank God for Sadowski. He's the only one out there that can do anything. So my God, oh, this isn't going to be good. And uh, they proceed. Now, now they're trying to stop the volume. Everyone's laughing. The team, the team's laughing. The players are laughing. The coaches are not. I'm a little nervous. They're trying to fix the volume. You know, the buttons are pushed in. So they're using a pencil trying to get, you know, trying to hit the volume thing. Coach Tom's trying to push a pencil in there where the volume is. But, you know, the, the buttons are all pushed in so, like, so you can't fucking adjust it. And then we're losing. And my, uh, the, our head coach was Marty Moak was his name. I'll, I'll use full names. Marty Moak. I, that's important to the story because as uh, Charlie and Frank called him, Moak the joke didn't have a uh, deluxe play call system. Well, Frank, what do you think they're going to do here? Run up the middle again? Yep. What a guess. Up the middle. Moak the joke. Now everyone's not even laughing and they're all just staring at me. Now the coaches are staring at me. They're fucking just screaming. I'm like, oh God. And I said, we're done now. And then uh, finally they just yanked the plug after a few more. Like, oh, finally if a first down. No thanks to Moke the Joke. Sadowski bailed us out. What do you think, Frank? Frank Batani. Father of Dan Batani, number 11. Old number 11. Uh, so they pulled the plug. I didn't start for the next three weeks. We had to run extra hard that game. And Charlie Sullivan still defended uh, what he did. Good announcing. Anyway, um, that's good. <laughs> what are we, oh, we're at an hour. That was me, Charlie Sullivan, 
my uh, dad and announcer. Happy birthday to him. Pack your red cups. Pack your own red cups. Pack your whiskey because you never know. You need a drink on the way from the elevator down to an open bar situation. That's Man in the Box. And RIP to Tim Wakefield. That's going to do it for today's Bottom Line Bombs. Thank you, everybody that was into YouTube today. We had a lot of commenters in here. Multiple digits. So you're part of the C block. I love it. I gave out the Monday Night Bombs and a few, uh, like I said, we'll get into baseball as well. We can't wait for that season. It's going to get good. It's October. We're going to crank this up. Um, make sure you subscribe to me on Instagram. See, just something was taken. Not like Liam Neeson. But the name was taken, so I just said, okay, it was taken. Well, I'll take that. At Twitter's at CJ Sullivan underscore. Um, make sure you subscribe. Uh, Five-star review this guy. Oh, that's right. I, I'll Next show, I'll announce my contest for who wins a free man to box t-shirt for reviews because there were some good reviews in September. They were fucking hilarious. They ripped on me, but I don't I don't care. Like I said, I don't care. You can rip on me. Just give me five stars. That's all, all the algorithm cares. They're actually pretty funny, so I don't mind that at all. Um, but you guys were great. Um, yeah, other than that, I don't know what else to say. Tell 50,000 your friends to tune into this thing. Um, I'll be back Thursday, of course, on a C block for contest week five. We're going to win a quarterly. October is going to be good. October is my month. I got a birthday. Charlie's got a birthday. Everyone's birthday is in October. Anyone who's worth their salt has a birthday in October. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. Anyway, uh, with that being said, Thank you, guys, and good luck tonight. I'm going to find a theme song and play it. Let it ride. That's their thing. That's their, I need a, I need a new C-generate catchphrase to say to say goodbye. If anyone wants to come up with how to say goodbye. <laughs> Speaking of which, my buddy, uh, Sean Flannery, I was just in Chicago, dropped me off at the airport. This is me. I just keep talking. I was just about to hit the theme song to get out of here. You're getting bonus stuff. Sean Flanner dropped me off the airport and we couldn't at Midway, which was great. We watched football, early games, watched the Bears, hilarious loss. And then we went to Midway. And if that was LAX, I would oh, I would have to name my firstborn son after him. But Midway was a little bit easier. He lives out in Oak Park anyway. But we drove out and we, uh, and we have, our, speaking of which, we do a podcast called The Blackout Diaries together. Also subscribe to that. I should have plugged that earlier. Uh, it's a drinking story podcast. It's a comedy. It's very funny. A lot of fun. We'll have some stories from this weekend on there. Um, but we had such a man, Irish man conversation. The way he was just like, oh, I'm like, is your kid 18 yet? Nope, he's 16. He's going to get his license, okay? And he's like, how about you? Is your, Are you going to move out of that place? I'm thinking about going to Highland Park. All right. And that was it. And then silence for 20 minutes. And then the drop off, he barely even stopped the car. Not even to full stop. Just get out. I got to keep moving. And I, and I understood it. All right? So, yeah, thank you. Thanks for the airport drop. And that's... How men communicate. Goodbye.